Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? I, I, it's kind of really weird because I for some reason all day today I thought today was Tuesday like I thought it was the beginning of the week but it's actually the end of the week it's Thursday oh okay. yeah it's definitely the end of the week which is pretty cool um are you doing a lot of us are you doing anything fun this weekend um I actually am um tomorrow I am helping my friend move into her new sound healing space so that's exciting and then tomorrow, uh, no, Saturday, I'm going on a date. And oh. I think that's Where are you it. going? I don't know. It's a surprise. Oh, it's a surprise date. It's a surprise kind of date. date. Yeah. What about you? What are you doing this weekend? Uh, well, Mr. Ever, who you guys might hear in the background from time to time. Sorry, I, might, I messed up my child care today. Um, but he is getting his four-month shots on Saturday. So that's going to be a fun time. And then on Sunday, we have the Bills game. And if the Bills win this football game, then me, Ever, my husband and my husband and my father-in-law are flying to the championship game in Atlanta. And I'm going to get to, first of all, it would be Ever's first flight. I'm going to get to introduce him to my cousins and their kids who are like really close to me. And uh, yeah, just and also I think that game would be the game that like if we won that game, then the Bills would go to the Super Bowl. I think I'm not positive. But anyway, it could potentially be a really, really exciting weekend if the Bills like if the Bills win this game, then that means I could have like some really cool experiences the next weekend. So everybody yeah. send good vibes. And if you watch football or whatever, just send good vibes to the Bills. Be a Bills fan for just the week. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Just all the yeah. pressure of the Bills. Yeah. So make it happen, <laughs> well, please. Well, that's what they do for a living. It's like how, how can you be an athlete if you don't work well under pressure? That's true. That's absolutely true. So that's a lot Hard of pressure. Job. Oh, job. the letters from like kids with cancer. I can't even imagine. Yeah, no. Or just like the whole town has been wanting this for their whole entire life. No big deal mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I can't imagine. Yeah. But what else is going on with you? <laughs> um, Like what we're talking about today? Yeah, sure. All right, so we do our channelings with the ARC-9 like we do every month, right? We do it twice a month with our private group. 
and their patrons with our patrons and you know a lot of good info comes through with the arc nine we've been communicating with the arcturians for years years now and last night we were having the arcturians come through and they did not come through something else came through and it's interesting it sounds creepy and what's interesting about it was this was more of a a being of like tough love a being of like get up stop stop being a little puss get up and that sounds it sounds worse than i'm making it out to be but um or i'm making it out to be worse than it was but it's i wanted to talk about what happened because i thought it was really interesting um because of the fact that it was all about the way that you talk to yourself and it was all about the way how can you talk to yourself nicer how can you break the system they said several times break the system break the system or um redo the system in the sense of the system is that negative voice that we tell ourselves over and over and over again you can't do this you're a piece of shit you suck whatever and how can we break the system of this negative self-talk or how can we be our our biggest supporters rather than our worst enemies. And that was something that all of us, including myself, had in common, that they were kind of calling us out individually. Um, So I thought was interesting. And then the other thing that I thought was really interesting was um, today I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, uh, We Can Do Hard Things. And they released a new episode yesterday. So I'd never, I've never heard the episode, right? And they had on Dr. I forget what her name is. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. It doesn't matter. They had on someone on the podcast and they were talking about internal family systems. And I've this is a concept in psychology that I've I'm pretty familiar with. I know like the dynamics of the family. I know how all of this works. I know attachment styles, blah, 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 blah. But what she said, the doctor that was on was talking about this. Um, What she said was we have something about we have to break the system of the internal dialogue that we have. And that got my attention because I was like, holy shit, that is exactly what was said last night, almost verbatim. And so it had me really like stopping and listening and thinking. And I wanted to share that with you and everybody listening, because it's not about telling yourself you can do better or what are you doing? Stop crying or come on, get back up. It's not like that. It's more of like, okay, anxiety. I see that you're here. I appreciate that you're here. What are you trying to show me? that I should be anxious about? And is that true in my adult life compared to my child life, right? So it's all about inner child work and things like that, which I've done for many years. But um, the other thing they said on this podcast, which I thought was really interesting, is if you are protecting someone, if you are guarding them, what you're going to do is you're going to face away from them and you're going to look outward at everything coming towards that person. 
So that self-defense mechanism doesn't even realize how old you are now. To that self-defense mechanism, you are five years old because they don't have the ability to turn around and look at you because they are protecting you. And so that's why when we have these internal struggles, these internal dialogues of you're not enough, you're not this, you're not that, we almost go into like a childlike state because we revert back to that age that we were when this first happened, when we first, when we developed this defense mechanism. Haven't seen it put that way before, but that makes total sense. Like, it's like you get back into the perspective of a child. Like, you're not seeing yourself and being like, oh, I'm an adult now. You're just looking outwards into the situation and recognizing a pattern that's been there since childhood and it immediately puts you back in that frame of mind. And Mm -hmm. that's actually why in tapping, I think one of the most powerful things that I like to do is a lot of visualization because it's kind of like, like as human beings, our brain just picks up these patterns and that's how it operates. And it, Mm -hmm. these experiences imprint in our nervous system. And so if we never do anything about that, it kind of just always lingers there unless we go back to the memory and kind of create a new outcome or allow ourselves to be understand, allow our younger selves to understand that things changed, things evolved. Mm-hmm. We're not stuck there. Um, I, uh, I, I really like that. And actually, I just subscribed to that podcast after you've mentioned it a few times in the past day. Because I love <laughs> Glennon Doyle and I don't know why I'm I love, not subscribed. Yeah, I love Glennon Doyle too. Um, I think it's interesting that these, these self, uh, not dying. What am I trying to say here? These inner dialogues that we have with ourselves. That's one of the first things I tell people when we go work with our intuition and we learn what our guide sounds like, and we learn how to tell the difference between someone else's thought and our own thought and all of this is I have them to start pay attention to this internal dialogue that goes on. When you fuck up, who is speaking, right? Is it your inner child? Is it, uh, well, what I say is who is speaking, right? And then what most people tell me is it sounds like me. Okay, well, what version of you? Because I think that what we find is like my anger, for example, when I get frustrated or angry most of the time, it is my 15-year-old self. It is the teenager version of me that feels that it is not safe in this situation and that she will protect me no matter what. And that if I don't leave the situation immediately, then I'm not safe, I'm not protected. And also like, I have to fight like hell to get out of the situation. And I think what happened yesterday is such a good example of that. Alexa and I had a situation come up with another person and my first response, my triggered response was, okay, well then we're not gonna do it. Like pull out, we're done, walking away, we're not doing it. And it wasn't until today that she was like, that is your go-to all the time. And I've heard this throughout my whole life is I definitely have a fearful, anxious, or not anxious, uh, fearful, what's it called? 
Oh, I, I think it's think like anxious avoidant. Avoidant. It's like there we both. go. Or yeah, both. yeah. yeah. So I definitely have an avoidant, like I'll leave you before you leave me. But what's interesting is that until today, <laughs> excuse me, until you said that, I did not realize that this played out in every aspect of my life. I thought this was just in romantic relationships. I didn't even think this is in friendships. This is in business. This is in every aspect of my life. So that's, um, that's interesting to kind of think about that. Um, hold on. Can I have a two minute break so I can transfer him somewhere? Sure. I, yeah. I want to put him in his little swing. Okay. Oh my God. That was, um, <laughs> I, that was the funniest thing because I had to uh, just put my son down because he was getting really cranky and I was like, oh my God, he's tired. So I, I told Ambie two minutes, but then I was, I changed my plan and I was like, wait, I think I can get him to sleep. I was like, but I'm going to have to breastfeed him a little bit. And I didn't take my phone with me. So I'm sitting there in the chair breastfeeding him. And I'm like, yes, this is going to work. He's going down. He's going down. But I'm like, but I need more time. And I'm like, send Ambie a psychic text message. Send the message. Tell her. I, I, I just had this image of you like getting up and walking away and being like, well, I guess she's gone. And I'm like, no, send her a text message that says, Almost there. Almost. There. Did you get any of my text me- my psychic? I didn't. Text no, I didn't get your psychic text message, but I didn't think you would just like leave and bounce. Okay. I think that yeah, I was just waiting. I was just like, eh, well, maybe you, you got know. it on a subconscious level and you just maybe. chilled. Yeah. Anyway, so I was thinking about though what we left off with you talking about, um, and you saying you know what you've been thinking about, and um. You know, I've really been thinking about a lot from last night as well because I was listening to what everyone was talking about, yourself included. And um, I had been feeling into kind of, uh, to me, the messaging last night, it almost felt like, it almost felt like someone trying to get our attention, right? Not like mm-hmm. that there's a calamity ahead or something <laughs> like that. Like, hey, I'm trying to save your life. It's nothing like that. It's more so just like, hey, you don't have to do this anymore. You don't yeah. have to – like, like life could be easier. Like things mm-hmm. could be better and it's available to you and you're just not taking it. So like why don't you ask yourself – questions so that you can break out of this system the questions like what you said like why do I still do this or why do I why do I react like this or why do I believe this like mm-hmm. why do I think I'm not good enough who says something they said last night is like if you're not worthy who is and I was like thinking about that I was like I have no idea like why I, I, I don't mm. It made me question, like, why do? How do I even measure worth in a person? Is it like yeah. celebrities are worthy, <laughs> or like just like the best, like like Mother Teresa, or you know, someone who's like a saint? Like, is that person right. worthy? I don't know. Um, and I think, like, in a way, what that points me to when I ask that question is like, I don't even know if it's about worth as much as it's about like, for me. It's like spotlight on me and pressure. Speaking of pressure from the beginning of this episode, can I measure? Can I work under that pressure? Can I live up to that expectation that I perceive is upon me? And I think mm-hmm. that that all ties into worth, but it's almost like a resistance to performing for me. Um, and 
you know, I think that all wraps <laughs> into childhood. But uh, I thought it was really interesting last night as well because I've been thinking recently about um, just, like, why do we do the things we do, you know? And, like, one of those things was um, – I was thinking about recently was like money. Like, why do I always have to be buying something new? It's like, I I was like caught in this like cycle of buying new makeup all the time. It's like, do you see me wearing makeup right now? I do wear makeup sometimes and I love yeah. makeup and it's great when I do, but I don't wear it every day. So like, what, what, why do I need to consistently buy makeup? And I'm like, oh, because it's this idea that's sold. Like when you go on TikTok, what's always happening? They're always reviewing brand new makeup things. And they're like, oh my God, guys, you'll never. And they do the reaction of like, do you guys see that? Sometimes I don't even see it. And I just am like, (laughs) oh my God, yeah. Amazing, yeah. And it's like, why are they doing that? Well, they're doing that because – they get brand deals because this is how they grow their community. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's all a part of the hustle, right? It's all a part mm-hmm. of this economic system, this capitalist economic system. And it just – anyway, so the other day I was just like, you, just, you don't have to buy this stuff, you know. You don't have to. You could just stop. And I was – and it was almost like – I know that sounds so simple, but it was like I could just stop. I could just not buy that stuff. Okay. Whoa. This is a novel concept. And I know that sounds crazy, but like that really is a novel concept. I don't have to continuously feed this machine. And I mm-hmm. think the, I think for me the question was like, well, where then does your joy come from? Like where does your little – Ooh, look at this new thing I have. Like, wh- where does that come from now? And I was like, your family? Like, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> talking to your friends? Like, yeah. it just suddenly seemed so clear. And I know that I'm not shaming anyone for buying anything that's not what this is about. I'll still buy shit. <laughs> but I think that's kind of what the message was last night as well is like, why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it just automatically because you've kind of been told to do this and you just do it without thinking? Or Mm -hmm. are you doing it because you really want to or like you really need to? Like, why, why are you doing this? Even just asking that question, I think, can help break you out of the system, like what has been in place, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that, and that's one of the things that they said last night was ask more questions, ask more questions. Why are you doing this? Why is this helpful? What is this? What's the purpose behind this? Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting that this has come up too, because it's like goes into valuing like, how do you want to be valued by others? How do you perceive your own value? All of that. And what makes us worthy? All of this. What makes someone else worthy? And the reality is, like, if I were to look at my kids, I they don't have to do anything to be worthy or valuable to me. They just exist and they are, right? Mm-hmm. And when you turn that on yourself, it doesn't feel right. It feels like, no, that's not true. Like, I don't, I can't just exist and be valuable and worthy. Mm -hmm. I have to do something else. Mm 
So it's an interesting idea because logically I understand that that's not true. I understand that just my existence is valuable. I get that. Mm-hmm. But there's that voice in your head that's like, well, that's not the case here. Well, because that, like, this is one of those situations where it's like, okay, it, the spiritual concept sounds really great. You know, like, yeah. you're val- just you, just you, you are valuable. And I think on some level, we understand that and we know that. Right. Like, if mm-hmm. we are source, right, we are little parts of source, we know that who we are is a value just without anything, right? Like, if we were just all out in the middle of the desert, just us being people would be valuable, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when you hear that kind of spiritual concept and you live in a society where people literally cannot eat food because they don't have money. It's very, um, it's, what do you call it? It's like a very discordant thing to process. It's like, Mm. it's like, yeah, but this is the game we're playing. And in this game, there are rules and the rules say that the value is in the money, not just in us as players, right? Mm. So I think that that is why it doesn't feel right. And and because when we apply it to ourselves, ourselves have grown up in this system. We've had many years of being in the system playing this particular game. Our children are innocents, right? Like our children Mm -hmm. haven't had as many years. And I think that we can look at them and go, they're of value to us, whether they do anything or not. They're of value to us. But in relation to the game and society – that's a different story. In relation mm-hmm. to the game, they're just a player. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's interesting. Because then, <clears throat> you know, when kids get older, you start talking about like sports and you start talking about uh, different hobbies, jobs, things like that. And they start being involved in the game. They start being involved in society. They start really um, attaching those values and worthiness to how well I'm pleasing my caregiver, how well I'm pleasing the people around me and making them happy. And I think that's, it's kind of sad, but maybe it's just who we are as human beings, you know? I think part of it is who we are as human beings. It's like how we connect and also we are adaptable and we learn the rules of the game, whatever the game is, and we want to play, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't – I think that this all ties in once again to last night. What was – I feel like the reason that that came through rather than the ARC-9 was it was saying like, hey – just stop being on it's not that you're in a it wasn't like a the end of the world's coming and like you guys need you need to save the world it wasn't like that type of message the message was more like listen the new system is right there it's there it's mm-hmm. our, it's like it's like the new operating system is available for download that's yes. the message. Yeah. The new operating system is available for download. Yeah. Um, do you have enough space? Like, uh, when are you going to download it? Like, are you are you? You, do have, you have to enough- delete some old files to download yes. this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 If yeah, if you want to be compatible, you're going to need to make space. Like the old. Yeah. Exactly. You need some new new files. And you know what? Like, 
sometimes when the Apple iPhone update comes through, I'm like, oh, like I'm annoyed because I have to take time to download it. I might have to make room mm-hmm. like we're talking about and I'll put it off. And I feel mm-hmm. like what the message was, was we can sit here and try to save the world and push against this old system and say, oh, my God, like what kind of world do we live in? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we can recognize that the new world is available for download and we can more simply experience more of this Mm. upgraded world. But like you said, we have to look within ourselves and say, where am I not letting myself experience that? Where am I holding on to the old iOS? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they told us last night specifically how each one of us are doing that. And for me, what they said was you're – you, you, you're you just like consuming really scary news. Like just stop. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. And I usually try to censor myself, but lately it's like gotten out of control. And like that is the, that is the truest thing I could do is just stop that. Because mm. I experience my life in a world, maybe some people will say it's delusional, but I honestly experience a very safe world. And I really like your world. Things I like it too. But sometimes I think to relate to other people, I like want to know what they're experiencing. And I think some of that's okay, you know, but not in the way – I go down the rabbit hole. Like I, you know, I I go into these really scary realities. And if I want to keep my world the way it is, and I do to a lot of degree, like I need to protect what I'm involving myself in mentally – just mentally mm-hmm. on the day to day. So that's what I'm going to do. There's actually like scientific studies that have proven that if you trust people, people show up as trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is creating a reality where things are not scary and things are okay. And because of that, things are okay. Like I've been with you in situations that I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's fine. And you just keep doodling along. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's fine now. And we're just going to doodle along. So I no. I agree with you. I think you have a very safe world. And I I love it. You know, it's funny is that last night my mom was over visiting Ever. And I live in the city. And right across, if you walk like a, across the street from my building and across a parking lot, that's pretty dark at night, to be honest with you. Um, you'll get to a Chinese restaurant. Literally, it's a one-minute walk, but you have to walk across this, like, dark parking lot. I make that walk all the time. Like, I – it. I don't I've know. I made that I'm, walk, too. Yeah. Okay. So you know it. My mm-hmm. mom wanted to order Chinese food before she left, and she's like, well, how do I – could I get a delivery? I'm like, across – from there? No, just walk across the parking lot. And she's like, well, could I just like pull my car around? I was like, there's never parking over there. Just walk across the parking lot. And she's like, well, is it safe? And I was, I literally had the thought. I was like, well, for me, it definitely is. For you, just don't look down at your phone. I don't know. Because I don't know like what my, yeah. I know that sounds weird, but it was just this recognition of in my world, it's 100% safe yeah. or it's 90% safe. In your world, uh, just keep your, ha- just, just be very aware of your surroundings. She was fine. Yeah. It was fine. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Babyfoot. 
Babyfoot was originally created in Japan in 1997 as an easy and effective at-home treatment scientifically formulated with 16 natural extracts that exfoliate and moisturize at the same time while bringing the spa experience right into your home. Launched in the United States in 2012, Babyfoot quickly became a household name among foot exfoliant products. Babyfoot offers a selection of at-home foot care products that are quick and easy to use. Trusted internationally with over 25 million baby foot peels sold worldwide since 1997. That's 25 years. Babyfoot has seen great success in big box retailers, grocery stores, and natural food markets, health nutrition, fitness studios, boutiques, gift shops, spas, salons, online stores, and in the medical industry. AKA sports medicine, oncologists, podiatrists, dermatologists, and plastic surgeons. Making Babyfoot the leading and most trusted brand nationwide for the healthiest, smoothest feet. The most innovative total foot care package, this gentle process leaves skin undamaged while removing the dead skin, revealing the fresh, healthy layer beneath like a baby's foot. Simple, effective, and effortless. If you'd like to try out Babyfoot, you can go to babyfoot.com and get 20% off your purchase when you use the code INNERBLOOM20. That's I-N-N-E-R-B-L-O-O-M 20 in all caps, and you will get 20% off your purchase. Enjoy. What was, what was their uh, advice to you last night? I can't remember. Their advice to me was stop obsessing about my body. Oh, it wasn't said out loud, so that's nice to know. It's rude. It's very disrespectful. Obsessing. I mean, not really. Not. I'm kidding when I say that. But like, mm-hmm. um, like health wise or aesthetic wise or both. Aesthetic wise, more so. I feel like there's a certain way that I want to look, but like the thing of it is, I'm. I guess I'm asking myself is why do I want to look that way. Mm-hmm. And why is my body less valuable or less important if it looks this way as compared to another way, right? Yeah. Um, so these are questions that I've been asking is, why does one body have more value than another body? It, it shouldn't. It does in our society, but it shouldn't. Yo, I saw, first of all, well, first of all, I love that because since having a baby, I've been practicing that like actively and really enjoying it actually. Like being like, what am I gonna, like there's there's really nothing I can do about this right now, honestly. So like, I'm, this is it, this is it. Yeah. Um, But I actually, I saw a TikTok yesterday and then we'll transition to our top stories of the week because I know Ambie has to go. Um, Saw a TikTok yesterday that was like, it showed a clip of uh oh bring it on two there was like a okay. sequel to bring it on two and it was in the early 2000s that it came out and someone posted this clip and they said there's no way we actually were body shaming at this level back then no and they the cheerleaders were at practice and they saw this girl come into practice as other cheerleader and they were like talking they were like we can't have a fat cheerleader on our team blah 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 blah, blah. the girl was the skinniest girl I've ever she they were like talking about her thighs and her and she literally looked so good it was ridiculous mm-hmm. and they the girls talking about it looked like teenage boys you know what i mean mm-hmm. and meaning they were just like they they had no curve to them whatsoever right. and 
I was like, oh my God. It was just like this slap in the face of like, that's what I was consuming all the time. That's what everyone Mm -hmm. was consuming. And that's why we have had these body issues. And it was like, Mm -hmm. wow, no wonder we all think there's something wrong. Or no wonder we have this crazy unrealistic standard of what a body should look like. Bodies can look like whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're beautiful. So anyway. I I literally remember – watching on the news with my mom that this sorority was hazing these women they would make them stand on the table and they would circle the um yeah they're fat their cellulite whatever right Mm -hmm. and then they would like shame them or they had so many weeks to lose it or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. and i remember my mom talking to me about this and i remember thinking i wish someone would do that to me Mm -hmm. i wish someone would put me on a table and circle the things that are not okay about me so then i would know for sure and like it's just crazy that our society has gone like has gotten that out of hand that it's like you can't even love the experience that you're having as a human being because you are constantly at war with yourself about something but to bring this around full circle and why because they want to sell you shit. Because <laughs> they want to sell you shit. 100%. They want to show because, you makeup. Yeah. Like 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Because if you are perfect on your own, if you genuinely – that is the most radical thing you could do. Like truly loving yourself is the most radical thing you do. Some author said that, so I'm stealing that from someone. I can't remember who. But honestly, it really is because when you genuinely are like, I love myself. I'm awesome and I don't really need anything. If I want something, I'll get it. But I don't need anything to fix. There's no problem to fix here. Mm-hmm. That means you don't need whatever anyone is selling to you and you're immune yeah. to that. So it's a superpower and it doesn't feed the system at all. Again, if you want to buy stuff, go for it. That's fine. But you do not believe the lie anymore that you are incomplete somehow mm-hmm. and therefore are susceptible to whatever anyone wants to sell you to complete yourself. So. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. That was a good talk. We went in a lot of different directions, but I really liked it. Was it was a good talk. I liked it too. Okay. So um, before we get into our top stories of the week, this is our new segment that we do at the end of every Friday episode. I read Ambie three news stories. Uh, she doesn't know what I'm going to read. Top stories that I've picked out that she can make little intuitive predictions on. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, but before we get there, uh, our retreat is really starting to fill up. We had like three people sign up yesterday. Um, so make sure if you are wanting to attend that you reach out to us. Um, you know, we are making a more intentional effort to, uh, provide opportunities for people at different economic statuses. So Mm -hmm. make sure if this is something you want to be a part of, just reach out to us. Let's have a conversation. Um, and we are going to intend to schedule a couple more retreats this year as well to keep this going. So um, if not this retreat, then we can put you on the list for another retreat. Um, yeah. So just Don't just tell yourself you can't afford it and it's never going to happen. Reach out to us because we want everyone to have the opportunity to have this experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Story number three. Okay. Illinois um, 
hate it. Institu- I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Go no, ahead. I really like it. Okay. Illinois has instituted an, an assault weapon ban. It's the I ninth. I saw this. It's the ninth state to do so. Um, okay. Which is really exciting. Um, let me just read this. Mo- uh, well, but lawsuits have come up immediately, okay? Course, so multiple lawsuits have been filed in Illinois challenging a recently enacted gun legislation that bans certain firearms and high-capacity magazines in the state. The law signed by Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker last week caps the sale of high-capacity ammunition magazines and bans switches that allow handguns to fire rounds automatically and extends the ability of courts to prevent dangerous individuals from possessing a gun through firearm restraining orders. Um all kinds of lawsuits have been filed from gun right groups, um, including the Illinois State Rifle Association, arguing that the ban infringes on citizens' constitutional rights. So, I was very yeah, I hate that too. What do you What do you think about this? A couple A couple things. What do you think of Do you think these lawsuits are going to have an effect on this? And um, do you? see other states following suit i see other states following suit even before you ask the question and do i see that this will have an effect on it yes i do think it's going to have an effect on it in some states and i think the it's going to kind of flux up and down okay but this is like a new trend that might be starting yes (gasps) that's so exciting okay that makes me very happy california popped up too i don't know if they have a ban on it already but they popped up yeah they might because I know Gav uh, Governor Newsom has been like pretty vocal on that. I think he might have passed something like recently. I don't know. Okay. Okay. That's exciting. I like that. Um, number two. Okay. So I was debating this or talking about Miley Cyrus, but the reason that I chose what I'm the story I'm about to, about to share is because it's better for predictions. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you're not even gonna know who this is. So Selena, I know you know Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. I do. Yeah. Is, We're friends. <laughs> is uh apparently dating Drew Taggart. He is one half of the chain smokers. Do you know who the chain smokers? Okay, are? I know the chain smokers. Oh, yes. okay. I wasn't sure if you would. So, um, even though he has been in like a serious relationship with Eve Jobs, who is the daughter of Steve Jobs, um, literally, like they've been in a relationship, and all of a sudden, it popped up that like he's with Selena Gomez now, and then Eve Jobs. Still had like a birthday post up from him like a week ago, like happy birthday to my lover or something. And then she just immediately like wiped her whole Instagram of him and like took her her Instagram off, like deactivated her Instagram. Oh, my God. And this is this is like a common thing for Drew. He's like known as he moves really fast. He's known as he cheats a lot. And uh, he's dated some really like high profile women, lots of models and actually, so the, another reason I wanted to put this as the story is because the Chainsmokers actually played an event that I threw when I had my company before this, like oh, cool. one month before they like exploded everywhere. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I've always had like an investment in them. But yeah, so everybody's like, everybody's like, some people are like, woo, Selena, you deserve it. He's so hot. And I'm like, no, this is terrible. Why does she always pick the worst men? So what do you think about this? Um, I think I keep hearing the new Miley Cyrus song so to me that means it's going to end up in heartbreak 
yeah. but she's going to use it. She's going to use it. So, um, that's, that's what I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, it's just going to be the same. Just more of the same. hundred percent. Yeah. Why would it be any different? This is ridiculous. Okay. Hold on one second. My dog is jumping up and down. I just have to get her a treat. One sec. Okay, last story. Okay. Number one news story. I'm excited. Well, don't be. Um, okay. Because <laughs> uh, the U.S. debt ceiling was okay. reached today. Um, it I was have actually, no idea what that means. What it was actually mean? breached today. So actually, I once again used ChatGPT, the um, AI chatbot, to explain to me what that meant because I didn't know what it meant either. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Okay, so essentially what it means is the U.S. government has reached its limit on how much debt it can take on, which is called the debt ceiling. This means it can't borrow mm-hmm. any more money, but it still needs to spend money on things like Social Security and military. So it needs to raise the debt ceiling to be able to borrow more. But this process is not simple and requires political discussions and negotiation. It's a balance between the need for government spending and the concern over the country's debt. So then I said, well, what happens if we don't raise the the debt ceiling? Mm -hmm. It said, if the U.S. government does not raise the debt ceiling, it will not be able to borrow any more money. And this means that the government would not have enough money to pay for all its bills and obligations, such as Social Security payments, military salaries, and interest on the national debt. This could lead to a government shutdown where non-essential government services will be halted or a default on its debt where the government would not have enough money to pay back its creditors. Both situations would have severe economic consequences domestically and globally. I mean, we've had a government shutdown before, honestly, mm-hmm. which is insane. Um, so what is the question here? What would you like so me what, to feel into? What do you think is going to happen with this, the debt ceiling? Well, what's going on with China? Because China came up first just now. So, um, do Well, we, I think we're in debt we to China, them? right? We're in debt to China. Okay, okay. Um, good job, America. Um, let's see here. See okay. China owns one point, as of January 2021, China owns 1.095 trillion of the total 28 trillion U.S. national debt. Which means we owe them. Pretty sure. Yeah. We owe them a trillion dollars. Actually, yes, we owe them a trillion dollars. Exactly. Yeah, we owe them a trillion. That is more money than I can actually fathom. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that. Okay. All right. Uh, what do I see? I really don't feel like this is going to. I think this is going to impact several people obviously Mm -hmm. but i don't think this is going to impact people in the way of like it's the end of the world or like things like that not like a depression or anything well i didn't say that um 
Well, truck there's a difference drivers. between a depression. Truck drivers. There's a difference between depression and a recession. Yeah. <laughs> depression yeah. is like no money. <laughs> a recession is like less money. Yeah. Um truck driving. I, I feel like it, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight for at least three years. Things are going to be <clears throat> hard to uh, like jobs and things like that are going to be hard to find. Um, government workers. Is it the trash people that I see? Gosh, well, I hope they don't If you see truckers, on. that means like truckers to like make deliveries for companies right like that that's how like goods and yeah so what i see i don't see like amazon truckers i see like food service truckers does that make sense food service truckers like food like yeah like people that transport large things to from the farm or from different countries like obviously i'm not an idiot i know that it gets flown in and then it gets driven driven around Mm -hmm. um but that's going to be affected. I feel like supplies are going to be affected a lot, mm-hmm. a lot more. Like medical supplies are going to be affected. Oh, great. Yeah. We don't more need that. News. That's fine. Yeah. Um, well, the only good thing about that is necessity is the mother of invention. And I feel like a lot of invention comes from has come in the past from recessions or depressions or just times where things are tight. People make people come up with things. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, when's that like coming in? Is that this year or like when is this like going into effect? What do you think? It's just kind of going to continue to evolve. I think it's going to continue to evolve, but I do see it. It's hard to tell if it continues for two years. I think the repercussions will be way longer than that but i think the initial like the eye of the storm will be for two years okay and how do you see that affecting like people and their job like are is are they gonna is it kind of like what we were talking about with chelsea about like finding value in different things i think it's going to be harder to find a job um if you work for the government things like that um, I don't, obviously there won't be so many, um, grants available and, uh, things like that. It's going to affect student loans somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I see. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, all right. Um, thank you for that. And by the way, guys, um, uh, we'll let you, if you follow us on social media, we'll let you know if any of these get validated. And when they do, we keep updates there. Um, the other thing is that we have the, um, uh, our intuitive investigation was voted on for this month and we are going to be intuitively investigating Britney Spears. What is really going on with her? Um, so exciting. I'm this was very... so controversial on my TikTok. So controversial. Oh, because people are like, leave Britney alone. People are like, that's not true. She's not being held against her will. Blah, 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 blah. I'm it's... like, you don't. And then they're like, I know her personally. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> fucking care. I don't care. Yeah, it's it's 
It's crazy. It's crazy how like there's like topics that seem so obvious to certain people, but then you talk to someone else and it feels very obvious to them that it is like the complete opposite. And you're just like, I don't know. It's it's yeah, I will be very interested to see what you find for her because um, God, she just like, I don't know. I just feel, and also everybody in the industry, I know you have to go, I'm sorry, but everyone in the industry keeps hinting that like they know what's going on with her, but it's not what anyone thinks. And it's like, she just like stopped taking her meds. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I No, I really think that might be part I know, of it. I know, I know. I'm laughing. It's not funny to laugh at, like, it's not funny to laugh at. It's rude, but it's just funny the way you said it. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, all right, well, we love you guys. Uh, anyway, if you want to be a part of that conversation with Britney Spears, uh, sign up for our Patreon. It's just five dollars. Uh, you can cancel at any time, and you can join in on that live that live stream, which is going to be Friday, January twenty seventh. No, January twenty seventh. Oh, just kidding. Tomorrow is our public conversations with Arc Nine. Ah, uh, that's what I did. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm just um, here. <laughs> this is right, my guys. handler. <laughs> I'll be your handler any day. We love you Thanks. so much. And until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.com.